Welcome back to A Seat at the Table. We're continuing our study of Romans here, and we are finally in Romans chapter 12. And Brother Woodward's going to kick us off here. Well, in all of Paul's epistles, um, he does a very similar thing. Uh, he'll take us to the heights and the depths of theology, and it's just amazing to watch his mind work even. Um, and then he'll spin it on a dime. He'll say, now therefore, or wherefore, and then he spins it to the practical. So his theological sections in the epistles are, uh, this is what we believe. This is the benefits of what we believe. And then when he spins it with a therefore or a wherefore usually, then the last section of his epistles is, since this is what we believe, this is now how we behave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is how our theology should impact our lives. And he does that in every epistle. They're, they're all basically divided either up the middle or there's a shorter section at the end. Now in Romans, he did do the interlude, uh, 9, 10, 11, talking about the Jews. But you almost could draw a straight line from chapter 8 to chapter 12, as we mentioned. It's theological and then practical. And he does that everywhere. Probably the only exception is Galatians, where he's just mad. Oh, you <laughs> foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? And that's like chapter 1. It's like It goes downhill from there. But other than Galatians, he always does this. And I think it's really important uh, to notice that for our, our viewers, that now... If we believe this apostolic doctrine, Mm -hmm. if we're walking in the spirit instead of in the flesh, if we have faith in Christ, uh, if we have the spirit of God, then this is how we should live. Wow. That's good. And so he opens up this this portion with that, therefore, I appeal to you, therefore, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. The King James Version says that your reasonable service. The mm-hmm. ESV says your spiritual worship. Hmm. That's like- so your reasonable service is your spiritual worship, yes. presenting yeah. your life as yes. a living sacrifice. And so he's brought all of this crescendo to this point. I mean, he's gone. He's taken us through all of these great theological truths to get us to this point that you are presenting your life as a living sacrifice, which to me is a little bit of a paradox. Sure. A sacrifice is dead. Yeah. Yep. But now we were to be a living sacrifice. And he's going to present, we, we present ourselves as holy and acceptable unto God. Yep. Yes. That reasonable uh, word is, is very interesting to me that it's, it's the least we could do. <laughs> yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and you look at all the things that um, he's talked about up until this point, it's like, um, if we're not careful, I think we can get back into that law-abiding mm-hmm. citizen type thing of just this is my duty, this is what I do. I come in, I check off the attendance list, I lift my hands when I'm told to, I clap when I'm told to, and uh, it becomes my duty yes. just like I go to work and it justify in my mind whether I love my job or hate my job, i got to do it to make money and live. The same thing spiritually. We come in and we do spiritual things and – um, but we see it as a delight. This is this is my reasonable service. This is the least that I could yes. do, yes. you know, for all that he's done for yes. us. I think that's an interesting way of yes. how he starts that, kind of turns yes. the, the the table. Nate, <clears throat> Nate mentioned the, the whole living sacrifice thing. You know, 
in the Old Testament, Israel offered dead animals. In the New Testament, we offer ourselves a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, Israel offered the fruit of their fields. In the New Testament, we offer the fruit of our lips. That is the sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to his name. And I I always, if I get to teach Romans 12 in any setting or reference it, I, I can't resist mentioning you know, a living sacrifice. What's the problem with a living sacrifice? Well, a living sacrifice can get up and crawl down off the altar. And so every day you got to grab yourself by the scruff of the neck and drag yourself back to the altar. In the Old Testament, dead sacrifices, they're easy. They just lay there and bleed. (laughs) Not New Testament. So again, this is a great springboard, a great segue into Paul's practical teaching. Well, you see here in chapter 12, um, the contrast between Two cultures, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have the uh, Roman godless culture, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have uh, the uh, Israel's culture of the Old Testament <coughs> sacrifices. And so, Paul, um, I was uh, sharing earlier, uh, I read uh, where uh, in the uh, times of Paul, the Roman government, one of the senators was uh, being asked about a young man. Uh, that wanted to stay a virgin until he was married. Huh. And the senator wrote on this, and he was, he was appalled that uh, someone would want to waste their body on purity uh, and would want to withhold himself from men and women, huh. uh, which told us uh, about the sensual, godless culture mm-hmm. of the Romans. Well, on the other hand, you have the... Um, culture of Israel, uh, the Jews, I should say, that were used to offering sacrifices and what have you. So I think Paul really, uh, the old saying is he killed two birds with one stone. Hmm. He said, uh, present your bodies, mm-hmm. a living sacrifice. Uh-huh. So he addressed both of these cultures in one verse by simply saying, you know, your body is to pre- be presented uh, wholly uh, to the Lord as a living sacrifice and um, it, it goes on and it kind of tells us holy uh, comma and acceptable unto God so it's not what I choose yeah. uh, here, here God this is what I'm giving you okay yeah, right. it has to meet God's holy standards right. Right. Uh, yeah, it absolutely. has to, it has to meet what he says doesn't doesn't matter uh, <clears throat> pastor Whitley doesn't matter what I feel is the acceptable to God it's what God's word declares that's acceptable then it says uh which is your reasonable uh service i think one translation of that says uh it just makes sense Mm -hmm. it it just makes sense you you know when you look at uh, because because the next verse says be not conformed to this world but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind so you look at the world and how the uh, things the world gives us to do um, shorten our lifespan. Um, uh, it's not wholesome for us to do. The, from the entertainment uh, to the music, um, I was held captive the other day in traffic. Uh, someone was playing uh, music so loud, and the words, and I was it's certainly not music that I would I would uh, subscribe to on my own. But it was a man talking about a woman calling her all kinds of vulgar, degrading uh. names. And I looked over in the car, and it was a man and a woman sitting in the car. And I'm thinking to the, about, you, you know, and the woman was just, she was just getting with the beat, you know. Just, oh, and, wow. yeah. and it's like, you know, do you not hear what this yeah. man on this song is saying? 
So you, you say, be not conformed to this world, be transformed. Um, short little Bible study. We were formed by God. We were deformed by sin. And we were informed by the ministry. Wow. And thank God we've been transformed by the Holy Ghost. Wow. That's good. Wow. So uh, when, when we look at what Paul is trying to, to, to now just get down, okay, I've told you the foundation. I've given you the gospel foundation of faith in the blood, the grace of Jesus Christ. Now you build on it. But you're not just going to build any anyway. You got to build the way that God's word declares. Wow. Present your body as a living sacrifice. And that transformed, I think, means there is literally like a meta. It's like a metamorphosis. Yes, you know, it's Absolutely. that whole yeah. from the inside out, and he, that <coughs> renewing of the mind is interesting because it kind of takes me back to that wretched. Yes, the man battle. that yeah. battle because he he says it later. Um, I for, and and my it slipped in my mind, but he says, "Take off the old man, mm-hmm. put on the new man." But in between, I think it's twenty. 1 and 23 of the verses, maybe in Ephesians, I can't remember, it's 22 nestled in there, says it's in the mind, you know, you're going to renew that mind, that's how you take off the old, exactly. put on the new. So the only way to get w- get rid of that, that flesh, to take off that flesh is to, to be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing yeah. your mind. So it, it's almost, a, oh, this is what you're to do, this is yeah. how you're to do it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I, don't, I don't want to talk too much here, but... Uh, you know, under the Old Testament law, you brought your sacrifice for yourself or your family. Mm. You, you didn't bring a sacrifice for the nation. Mm. Okay? It was just you and your family, you yeah. know, us four no more. But in the New Testament, he says, for we have many members in one body. So now this is totally different. Yes. It's not just me and my family. This mm. is the church. Yep. Yeah. This, this is everyone. And he says not to think more highly than he should. In other words... Don't get exalted over other members because we're all members. We're all members uh, of, of one body. So, so now I think we begin to go into uh, what it looks like to be in the church. I think we've adequately dis- uh, explained and expounded what it, what it looks like to believe the gospel, but now what it looks like mm-hmm. to be in the church. Mm-hmm. And like if you notice what you just said and you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. <clears throat> He says bodies in verse verse one mm-hmm. is plural, yeah. and then he switches it to singular body. Body. Mm-hmm. So as so as we are presenting our bodies, individuals, to be a part of the body. So what kind of sacrifice are we talking about here? Mm. Self sacrifice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sacrificial love that I am putting you yeah. before myself, not to think highly, more highly than myself, but to think of you. Yeah. That's turning our culture on its head think of yourself first it's me first it's what i need first and if we're not careful it's in the church if you're not you don't have my type of small groups you don't have my kind of music uh you don't have my kind of sunday school you don't have this so it's me 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 i'll find so this is the opposite so you're the the sacrifice that paul is saying is you are you're sacrificing everything about yourself yes putting others okay he's gonna flesh this out yeah in chapters 13 and 14 and then 15 is that you're not living for yourself. You're living for, for Christ, number one. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're also living for your brothers and sisters. Right. And so as we present our bodies, we become one body. And that is the sacrifice that God is looking for. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's a powerful thing and, and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna get too off base here, but just something I think that needs to be addressed is, is what you just said and because it's so it's so powerful and it's such an issue. It's like 
um, what's happening in our church today. You know, you've it's 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 all about serving others, and the the point of being a part of the church is to see discipleship happen, to see you know the new birth experience happen in people's life that they grow or whatever, and it's become almost a thing of if if this church doesn't value me i don't know if i can go here Mm -hmm. if if the pastor doesn't look back and agree with my opinion i've seen it i've I've experienced it even in dealing with a a a organizational for corporation type deal the other day you know we i saw someone having a conversation and, and they they were the employer to the employee and the employee said you know, um, you don't value me because you're having to tell me something that's a part of the policies of the corporation. <laughs> so it's it's no different than <clears throat> than a, a pastor walking back and simply saying that they would like for this to be done differently, whether it be in the tech world or the creative world, which is, is something that we're facing. It's like if you don't value my opinion, then what is submission? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably not wording that right, but it's since since when is it not enough to teach a Bible study? Since mm-hmm. when is it not enough to be a Sunday school teacher? Since mm-hmm. you know it, uh, the value word is being used in a prideful sense, not if you can use anything, Lord, you can use mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. It's like if you don't use my godly gift, spiritual talent that. God only gave me, you know, to be able to do this creative thing, so to say, in the, you know, church world today that, you know, I, I've, I'm YouTube educated and I'm one of many and you older people don't understand what I do. Whatever the end, it's, it's, it's in every church. It's not yes. just, um, in, in, and it's, it's pastors are facing it and, yes. and leaders are facing it. And as a generation of young people coming up, the, the point is the gospel. The point is that someone sees that and 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 so i i think what you just said there is something that we need to take note of that the the whole thing is that i've got to present my body for his service Mm -hmm. look at this it's he's saying what is the will of god how many times have all of us as pastors said what's the will of god for my life I want to. I just want to find the will of God. You got two people. Either they're looking for it, or they've got it. Yeah. You know, they've, yeah. Somehow. You know. <laughs> well, he he says, "Here's how you can know the will of God: present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed." What's the world saying? Me first. Sure. Do, it's my. It's my need. It's my gifts. It's my the. Well, he's saying no. You sacrifice that and then he's going to get into all the different gifts that yes. we he's given us yes you don't have the gifts before the sacrifice that's right right yeah and you don't know the will of god until you have the sacrifice <laughs> but there's two words that are important the king james version says our reasonable service and he says it over here again serving one another in service in our serving this that that we're not here to yes. be served. That's what Jesus said. He yes. said, "I I could be. I'm King. I'm yeah. I'm God. Yes. Instead, I'm here to serve sure. you." And that's but what it's we're a, supposed to do. It's a it's a breakdown. Yeah, it's a breakdown of what I feel like the the overall. I mean, and and I can only speak for myself. So I would I would be let let's say I get caught up in the idea of oh well I'm called to preach. Well, I don't preach every Sunday, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to have to go somewhere. So this breaks down the whole idea of right. a, of a team being at a church, right? So if I don't have if I don't have a place to preach every Sunday, I'm going to go across town and start me a church, right. so I can have because I'm not value. You could play that card whether you're a you're a creative, you're a technician, you're a 
Bible, whatever the case may be. But there's other things yes. within serving. In a, you, you pray at an altar. You can shake hands at a door. You can talk to somebody. You can. It, it's there's way more to it than it's. It's like well, you don't understand what I'm going through. Anybody could sit mm-hmm. here and become a victim. Yeah. By not seeing it as your reasonable service. And I, I, again, I knew this was something where right. it's kind of a soapbox well, of. Brother Hammond, I think what Brother Whitley brought out, we are told bodies, plural, body, oh. we're in one body. Yeah. Uh, that's singular. And then it comes down and it says, verse 6, having been gifts, that's plural, wow. differing according to the grace that is given unto us. Grace, that's strength given unto us. And he listed all. I think one of the one of the tragedies today that I can kind of see playing out in the church is people trying to operate in gifts that they don't have. Right. Sure. Roles that they don't have. Right. You know, um, you, you know, if God hasn't called you to uh, a pulpit ministry, a public ministry, you can't make it happen. Oh, I, yeah, I'm not sure. saying you can't do it, but you sure. can't make it happen. Mm-mm. And a lot of times... Uh, when a part of the body is in another place, it 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 can it can eventually. Number one, the body will eventually expel it. Okay, yeah. the body is not going to accept it because it's it's not where it should be. Um, so, when when we look at this, I I, I think that we're that that Paul uh, he comes all the way down. He talks about the gifts that were the different gifts that were given, um, and. and he says, let love, in verse 9, let love be without dissimulation. In other words, uh, you, you know, let it be genuine. Let, yeah. it, be, let yeah. it be sincere. Yeah. Let love. You know, it's possible, um, it is possible to be polite. You, you, can, you can be polite and not love people. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah. But you can never love people without being polite. Right. Yeah. There you, you go. You know. But but I, I don't want to just I don't want to just learn how to be polite to you. Yeah, I want to truly love you. Yeah, you, you know, and I and I it's think in good. the church today we'd really do good at being polite to one another. Sure, but I'm not so sure how we're passing on that <laughs> part. Yeah, it it all comes back to the 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 verse two really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in verse one he says present your bodies. In verse two he says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So. He uses two words there that we've referred to. Don't be conformed to this world. Right. So the root of that word means literally to be, uh, to try to fit in or to mm. be squeezed into a mold, to be mm. pushed and forced. We've got to be careful as apostolics that that's not how we look at lifestyle convictions, sure. uh, our holiness standards, all of that. It's not about fitting in or being pushed into a mold or being forced to do something. That's the world's process. Sure. You know, never before in the world have we had so many people running around saying, I'm an individual. I have my rights. Yeah. I have. And yet they all wear the same sunglasses and tennis shoes and blue jeans. Like, yeah. you know, I've got to have the right brand labels sure. and brand names. And so, so there's this pressure in the world to fit in. And now we're seeing it not so much in fashion. That's always been there. Now we're seeing it in accepting all these crazy ideas sure. that not only do they fly in the face of the word of God, 
they fly in the sense of 6,000 years of human common sense. Yeah. They don't even make Logic, sense. Yeah. It's, it's totally illogical, let alone unscriptural. But that's the world's process to conform. And then, yeah. Pastor Zach, you mentioned it. But, but instead of that, yeah. be transformed. Yes, it's the root of metamorphosis. It's, it's the same, same word. So, so you want to have God do a work on the inside that shows on the outside. Yeah. It's like a, a caterpillar crawling into a, 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 a cocoon, spinning a cocoon. And what comes out is not an enlarged caterpillar. What comes out is a butterfly. Yeah. Uh, so, so it's a different kind of creature. And we've hmm. got to be careful that we let the Holy Spirit, which yeah. was in chapter eight, eight. so powerfully, mm -hmm. that that's the driving force. That's the, 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 the energy behind all of the changes we make. I've had people come in as a pastor over 40 years and just say, you know, um, do, I, do I have to do that? Do I have to dress this way? Do I have to? And, and I will say, no, you, you don't sure. have to do that to come here. You're welcome here. If you never change a thing, you're always welcome here. Yes. But here's some scripture. Go right. read this and go pray over this. And time and again, they come back and say, okay, I get it. And scripture did the work and the Holy <coughs> Ghost did the work. Right. Rather than me use the world's process to try to force them yes. to conform. Yes. And he, wow. I think that's in, important too, is that it's by the mercies of God. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's yeah. the mercies of God. Yeah. yeah. And mercy huh. is, is not getting what you deserve. And so we get uh, mercy to change mercy to present ourselves and it's and it's out of love and he's going to go through this uh the marks of this and beginning in verse number nine of chapter 12 is uh bishop talked about love uh, outdoing one another and showing honor uh not being slothful in zeal but fervent in spirit uh rejoicing in hope uh contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality that is self-sacrifice, putting mm -hmm. others mm -hmm. before I put myself. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, that's, that's opposite of what the world wants. Mm -hmm. That's, yes. that's right. opposite right. of what I want. Right. right. And that is sacrifice. And so I think it's just, you know, we want to live individual, as, as individuals, but if you, as an individual, you present your body as a living sacrifice, but you do that within the body of Christ, yes. within the church. Yes. yes. And if we... And Paul does with this in 1 Corinthians. If we're divided, yes. if we're divided, we're not going to last. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We're not going to last. And if we're not preferring one another mm -hmm. uh, and we're not putting others' needs before our own, we're, it's not, we're sure. not going to make sure. it for, for yes. very long. Uh, uh, Pastor, I believe what Paul is doing here in chapter 12, which is a master plan, he is telling the church before we go into chapter 13 and chapter 14, he is telling the church to get it right. Yes. Yeah. You know, don't try to go out to a world, you know, have the have your right structure down. Love wow. one another. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, that you have love one for another. Be uh, be connected to one another. Um, if there's anything the world is looking for right now um, is the authentic love, uh, I mean, for one another. When the when, when sinners come into our church building, I don't know how odd they are at our music or our LED screens or our, our, our production, but I wonder if they're not watching in the pews to see how we treat one another, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. how yeah. we, how we interact with, with, with each other. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
because he, he in this cha- chapter 12, that's what he's just going down. Mm-hmm. Verse 16, Pastor uh, Whitley, be of the same mind. Or let me go back up. Verse 14, even in the church, bless them which persecute you. Absolutely, mm-hmm. even in the church. Yeah. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice. Weep with them that do rejoice or weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in thine own conceit. And he's just telling you, you know, get it together. Of course, now verse 18 is my favorite. If it be possible, Mm -hmm. as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. He says, Mm -hmm. As much as you can, yeah. as much as you have, yeah. uh, live live at peace with all men. Find mm-hmm. find ground. Uh, the, the old statement: Let's agree to disagree, but let's let's leave on an agreement. But let's live in live in peace. Um, I think this chapter twelve here is he's just really telling the church: suit up, be a good model, go win the lost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're members. Of one body. Right. And he says in verse 4, all members have not the same office. And then verse 5 is so powerful. So we, being many, are one body in Christ. Everyone members one of another. We're supposed to be interdependent. We're supposed to function together. Your hand is not your nose, is not your lung, is not your foot. Every member has a different function. So this is Paul's anatomy lesson. He does it here in Romans. He does it in Corinthians. And he talks about the body. And the human body is wonderful and powerful when it's coordinated. And it's awkward and painful to watch when it's not coordinated. And so he's telling us to, to, to treat each other as members of the body you are necessary to me. Right. Yeah. Um, I can't do this without you. Yeah. Um, I can't work against you because we're the same body. Huh. And, and he talks here uh, about something that we often allude to in the apostolic movement, uh, beginning of verse six. Uh, he, he tells us that we have gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. So because somebody doesn't have the preaching gift or somebody doesn't have the musical gift or whatever, doesn't make them less than. Um, and, and then he goes through the list. If we've got prophecy, prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry, wait on your ministry. And you do a good job. You get before God, get a word from God. He that teaches, wait on your teaching. He that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, do it with simplicity. He that ruleth, if you're a leader, do it with diligence. If you show mercy, Mercy. If you're, you've got a mercy gift, do that with cheerfulness. Don't think, well, I'm the only one in this church showing mercy. I'm yeah. the only one helping oh, people. Yeah. You're, you're thinking of the body. Every member of the body brings a different strength, a different gift. Um, but all members and all gifts are to work for the good of the body. Right. Um, the Greek word for gifts here in Romans 12, 6, is the very same word used for the nine spiritual gifts we call them in 1 Corinthians 12. Mm-hmm. Neither one of those passages, in my opinion, neither one of those passages is an exhaustive list right. mm-hmm. of spiritual gifts. They're an exemplary list. Right. If Paul was writing today, he might talk about the gift of technology that people are specially gifted. We've sure. got some creative Absolutely. people that can help the church, uh, you know, reach further, uh, spread the gospel faster. Uh, I think 
some kind of technology gift, you know, yes. yeah. uh, would be listed today. These are not exhaustive lists. Right. They're exemplary lists. So whatever you've got, there are spiritual gifts that are God putting something in you that cannot be done by human means. Mm. That's a spiritual gift. But there's another sense of spiritual gift, and that's God anointing a human ability wow. and it becomes a spiritual gift to the body right. and That's, whatever you've got one's not better or right. worse or greater or lesser than the other it's all for the good of the body yeah it's i think it's powerful i don't know if you've ever heard brother osborne talk about the nose it's a it's a very it's a very interesting as only he could tell it i wouldn't try to to duplicate it but he had he he used the analogy to open up a message here one time and he talked about if your nose was on your leg how it's of no use hmm. the point of your nose is that you have that sense of smell that it's exposure to what you're going to put in your mouth that's the point where it's placed is its purpose that it's Mm-mm. if it's not in its right place it serves no purpose so if you put it on your leg what care you don't care if you can smell something down there next to the, he said i want to smell that before i put it in my mouth so he uses the sense that's amazing so that main sense of your body is all about your nose just being in the right you know being right. in the right place That's so awesome. um i think it's very uh very interesting to see everything that plays in to to chapter 12 there's obviously a lot of things that le- lead up here but that verse 21 closes closes out the chapter which we know obviously um that's not the way it was necessarily written but be not overcome of evil but overcome evil with good and i think that looking at it as our covenant with god our covenant with one another goes goes hand in hand that being in one accord that it's the the three it's not just me and jesus but it's me and god and and others to to overcome and 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 to to seek that that peace that i I don't i don't think we ever can look at each other as being evil you Mm -hmm. know i think that's a, a interesting way of how he closes that I don't know if um, if there's any more. There's I know there's a few more verses here in 12, and we've talked a good bit about um, uh, the chapter as a whole. But I think we could definitely take 12 and, and kind of summarize it in the sense of I, I'm not against you. You're yes. not against me. Right. And if we don't if we if we look at each other through the lens of of one body, it really um, gives us i believe what paul is is painted for us is a perfect picture of what it means to be a part yes. of the church and what yes. it lives to mean uh, means to live in covenant uh with one another but um nobody's got anything else on chapter 12 we will i, I just want to add to that you're you're painting the biblical picture there i'm not your enemy yeah i'm not evil you're not evil because we're in the body it's interesting However, how he closes that but it's yeah. written to apostolic believers yes yeah and so two apostolic believers he says if your enemy hungers feed him yeah if he thirsts give him a drink yeah um why because in doing so thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head now that's an interesting phrase because paul's not given us permission to go light each other's hair on fire yeah, right. uh, he's not given us permission to hurt each other what he's saying when he says that expression is you leave the judging 
to God. You do good. You be a member of the body. You treat, even if you think your brother's an enemy, which of course he's not. But even if you think he is, even if you think he's evil, don't you return evil for evil. You overcome evil with good. If you think that sister over there or that brother over there is doing something against you, you, you do good to them and that heaps coals of fire on their head. What, that means God's going to get them? No, it means he's going to judge them. You yeah. leave the judging to right. him yes. and you just do good because you're part of the body. He says that you know, their yes. vengeance is mine. That's, yes. So I well, will repay. Pastor Woodward, I heard a, a, an interesting, uh, I read an interesting paragraph on that uh, coals of fire, heaping mm-hmm. coals of fire on their head. And, and, and the writer of this said that uh, if your fire went out in your tent, huh. that you had a small, like, ashtray that most women carried on their head. Mm-mm. And so you would go to someone who had a fire, hmm. and they would heap the coals on your head. That's amazing. So you could go back to your tent and wow. start your fire. Okay? That's awesome. So when my enemy, my hmm. enemy, when I do good to them and I overcome evil with good, I'm giving my enemy the opportunity to rekindle because because he's my enemy because his fire went out. Wow! If he had his fire, if he had the love of God, he wouldn't, wouldn't be my, he wouldn't be my enemy. But he's only my enemy because the fire's not there. Wow! Mm-hmm. But if I can do good to him, so good. That's awesome. <laughs> I see, love it. If I can do good, if I can if truly be a Christian, keep yeah. my mouth shut. Yeah. You know, if I can truly be a Christian, wash the feet. Yeah. Yes, even of Judas. Yeah. If I can yeah. truly be a Christian. Yeah. Wow. And call him friend when there would be a number of other names I could use. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm heaping coals of fire wow. on Retail. his head. That's and um, that's awesome. So wow. I that's um That's it. That's a I think that's a perfect way to uh to end chapter twelve and uh we hope you're enjoying this as much as we are. So uh we'll jump to chapter thirteen. Uh join us for the next series.